On the third installment of the Lightning Round podcast state travel series, I got the chance to chat with Sierra Rounds, the global media and public relations representative for the South Dakota Department of Tourism. We chat about South Dakota's diverse outdoor scene, growing city life, and rich history. Without further introduction, here's my conversation with Sierra. And now I'm pleased to be joined by Sierra Rounds. She is the Global Media and Public Relations Representative for the South Dakota Department of Tourism. Sierra, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. So looking holistically at South Dakota, what would be your elevator pitch to someone for why they should visit South Dakota? Sure. So if you have ever heard of South Dakota, you've probably heard our slogan, Great Faces, Great Places. And I think that's like such a good intro to South Dakota um, because we just have some of the best people you'll probably ever meet and some of the coolest places you'll ever see. So it truly is like great faces and great places. Yeah, absolutely. And let's let's start off by talking about the faces, I guess, uh, right. and and about South Dakota culture, the people. What uh, what's the culture like? Is it is it laid back? Is everybody you know super hardworking, or what, what's the vibe there in South Dakota? I mean, we have a pretty good diverse group of different people in South Dakota, but really laid back, very hospitable, mm-hmm. super down to earth, kind, just good, hardworking people. Okay. Okay. And, you know, transitioning to the places a little bit, it seems to me that most of the, I guess, well-known attractions of South Dakota are in the Western part of the state, whether it's, you know, Waldrug, Mount Rushmore, the Black Hills, you know, things of that nature. What's going on in Eastern South Dakota? Yeah, that's kind of true. The West side of South Dakota definitely gets a lot of love, but Uh that's not to overlook the East side of South Dakota. Um, Sioux Falls is a really growing city and they just have some really awesome things going on there from sculptures to they have a couple of really beautiful state parks. Mm -hmm. Um, One place that a lot of people don't know about, I think, is Palisade State Park, which is totally unlike anything else kind of around its area. And then they have these like really tall limestone, um, granite uh, cliffs. And so there's really cool things happening there, but probably just a little bit lesser known, which Mm. isn't always a bad thing. I think, you know, some of the locals and different tourists like some of those lesser known places to explore too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in Mitchell, South Dakota, I believe is where the Corn Palace is. Can you talk about what that is, why it exists, and just a little bit about the Corn Palace, I guess? Yeah, so the Corn Palace has a really cool history, and I'm not going to try and get into specific years and sure. data like that because I'm <laughs> going to mess that up. Um, but it's the world's only Corn Palace, mm-hmm. um, and so it started with um, is was a festival that they would decorate the sides of the building in different corn husks, um, and people would come from all over to um, have like this festival, you know, to um, be excited about the crop from that year. And so it's just something that has stayed around. Um, and so every year they do decorate the outside of the corn palace is completely all um, like the murals you'll see are made out of different corn husks and kernels. And it's really cool. Absolutely. 
that is a fascinating history. And yeah. wh- when would you say the best time to visit South Dakota is, whether it's a time of year, time of season, you know, taking the weather into account, or I guess even mm-hmm. just the traffic or things like that? When, when would you recommend uh, listeners to take the, the plunge to South Dakota? You know, we get that question a lot and it's a really hard question to answer because it totally depends on what you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, our peak tourism season is kind of those summer months. We kind of say from Memorial Day to Labor Day is when we get the most travelers to South Dakota. And Mm -hmm. summer is beautiful. But if you are into um, snow adventure and winter adventure, ice fishing, skiing, then winter is definitely more your time to come. Yeah, I definitely don't think of, I guess, off the top of my head of South Dakota as a skiing destination, but I guess that really transitions to my next question is, what do you think people overlook about South Dakota or maybe undervalue of, hey, I didn't realize that this was actually a big deal in South Dakota or that South Dakota does this specific thing very well? I think in general, South Dakota is kind of a looked over state sometimes. They just think it's a lot of rolling prairies and just flat land and nothing going on. and. Uh That's not totally untrue, but there is a lot, um, especially like outdoor adventure happening in South Dakota. The Black Hills are awesome for hiking, biking trails, um, rock climbing. You can go skiing during the winter months. So that, I mean, there's a lot more adventure and um, a, a lot of outdoor activities to be had than probably people realize. Sure, sure. And specifically about those outdoor activities, you mentioned the Black Hills, you mentioned hiking in general. Where would you recommend the best place to go hiking in South Dakota is? We have a lot of beautiful hikes, um, but probably one of the most popular and most iconic is Black Elk Peak. Mm -hmm. And so that is our tallest point in South Dakota. And it's actually the tallest point on this side of the Rocky Mountains. So it's pretty tall. And I'm going to get the exact height wrong, but it's like 1700 feet. And so that one is a really cool hike. And then at the top, there is a fire lookout. And so you can see across, it seems like the rest of the world. And it's just such a cool view. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that sounds scenic for sure. And, you know, you might get tired from hiking. You might need something to rejuvenate you. What's the best food that you can get in South Dakota? Something they do really well, maybe something that's unique to South Dakota. Two things. So. For food, I would say Chislik. A lot of people don't know what Chislik is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they come and they're like, what is this on your menu? Is this Chislik stuff? <laughs> so Chislik is really unique to South Dakota. And it started as it's kind of a Czech dish. And it is originally made out of mutton. And so it's fried, um, cut up pieces of steak or mutton. Um, but now you'll find it mostly it's beef. Okay. So it's fried steak pieces. And that's probably a South Dakota staple. Uh-huh. And then also, um, we like to call them South Dakota martinis. So if you're having a beer, you get your beer, but you order it with olives in it and okay. sometimes tomato juice. And so that's our South Dakota martini. So after a long hike, you want to get yourself a South Dakota martini in Chislik. Is that just any beer or is there a particular one that, uh, that you do that twist with or what's the story it's there? Typically like a domestic, like a, a okay. lighter like a Bud Light or Coors Light. Okay. All right. Anything, but those are usually what you pair up with. And you stand by it. Yeah. Which okay. I thought was, um, like, I thought that was everywhere. Like red beer is a strange thing. I guess so. Okay. Pretty, it's a staple in South Dakota. All right. Well, that's one of the better answers that we've received on this, uh, with that question <laughs> so far, as far as unique beverage twists are concerned. Yeah. Um, how did Waldrug become famous? Wall drag started as 
as its name. It was a drugstore in the 30s, um, mm-hmm. except for in the 30s was a hard time here. And so what people really wanted was a place to stop and get some cold water and mm-hmm. to cool off. And so they kind of grew on this idea of stopping in um, to get some cold water. So you still have free water and five cent coffee there. And over the years, it's just grown into the cool attractions and just quirky scenery places um, and some really neat, like local South Dakota made shops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only been once, but just like, as soon as you enter South Dakota, it's, you know, X miles to wall drug, here we come, here's wall drug. (laughs) So certainly do a good job promoting it. You know, it's a full front effort there. They do a great job. And it's been the same family that's, that's owned it since it's open. And so it's a family business. That's just become a South Dakota icon. Yeah. And and you mentioned, you know, wall drug, great way to beat the heat. What kind of climate element could listeners kind of anticipate if they were to visit South Dakota, whether it's in the summer or, or in the winter, are there, are there harsh elements overall that, uh, that you have to deal with or what's, what's kind of the, the climatology report there? There can be. So we like to joke and say that you definitely feel all four seasons in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you feel them all in one day. (laughs) And that's not a joke. You know, sometimes we'll have 70 degrees one day and then the next we'll get snow. Yeah. And it can be kind of crazy. I mean, Minnesota, you can probably contest how that goes. Um, And so summers can get pretty, we can get some pretty hot, hot days in the summer and we get, get some pretty cold, cold days in the winter. It's so hard to tell. You mentioned Sioux Falls a little bit ago about how it's a growing city, growing community. Would you say that's the most bustling city if someone wanted to check out South Dakota city life or, you know, where else can, can people find kind of a cool downtown scene to take advantage of? For sure. Sioux Falls is probably top of the list. Um, Mm -hmm. They're our largest city in South Dakota and they have a growing downtown scene. And like I said, some of those, they have a sculpture walk. And so they have a lot of arts and culture scene happening there. Sure. But then if you go to the West side of the state, the second largest town in South Dakota is Rapid City Mm -hmm. and they aren't growing quite at the same capacity as Sioux Falls is, but they have probably a little bit more of a small town unique vibe and their downtown is very fun. Um, they have what they call a main street square. And so one of the corners downtown is, um, it's kind of like a, it's a yard. And then during the winter, they turn it into an ice skating rink. And then during the summer, they have like concerts and art festivals and stuff on the lawn. Um, all the shops downtown rapid city are not chain stores. So they're all locally owned, either restaurants, boutiques, breweries, which I think is a really unique and cool part of Rapid City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds super fun. So maybe right. we could talk a little bit about what South Dakota does to celebrate the history of indigenous people overall. I noticed on the website, there were a lot of different, uh, on your website, which I'll put the link to in the description there as well. Uh, there's a lot of great links to uh, different native attractions and different ways to celebrate native culture there in South Dakota. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like there in the South Dakota scene? South Dakota has a really cool history as far as Native American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I wish more people could have a chance to learn about and know about because they have one of the coolest um, cultures. And so to keep that alive, I think South Dakota is doing a really good job of trying to keep some of those cultures and um, 
their traditions going. And so one place is Crazy Horse in mm-hmm. Custer, South Dakota. And so it's the Zukowski family and they are carving Crazy Horse into the mountain, but they have a lot more going on there than just a mountain carving. They also have um, a large museum. They hold powwows every year and they also have a college um, dedicated to the Native American people there too. And so it's a lot more than just a mountain carving. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of storytelling and a lot to be learned if you visit there. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, a lot of great resources there for learning. You know, I myself am lucky yeah. enough to have gone to a couple of those museums, you know, just a ton to to mm-hmm. sort of sift through and, and look to and, and learn about. So yeah. is there a rivalry with North Dakota? I mean, from a tourism perspective of why, <laughs> why is South Dakota the better Dakota uh, between the two? It just is. We have so much more going on here. Okay. I mean, they have a Badlands, but ours is better. Okay. Right? Right? Sure, sure. We'll see what they yeah. have to say. <laughs> no, we work pretty closely with North Dakota, and it's uh-huh. kind of a fun. It's not a real rivalry, but it's yeah. just kind of fun to to boost each other a little bit and say ours is better. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what do listeners or potential tourists have to look forward to that's going on in 2021 or even in the next couple of years, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people are itching to travel, Is anything special going on in South Dakota that uh, listeners should be on the lookout for? Sure. So like we mentioned earlier, Palisade State Park is one of those parks that is probably overlooked and people don't know about as much, but our Game Fish and Parks is putting a lot of effort into that park over the next couple of years and expanding it. Um, And so the camping and the amenities that are going to be offered there, I think in the next couple of years are going to be so cool and so fun and a new place for people to check out, especially if you're really big into camping Mm -hmm. and maybe you've already camped in Custer State Park in South Dakota. That'll be a fun one for you to check out and get a different experience. Um, Also, you know, our parks are always growing and we have um, different events coming up all the time. But one thing I will say is if you are in South Dakota coming up the next couple of years and you want to feel some of that um, Native American culture, it's always check out a powwow. Okay. they're kind of hard to catch sometimes because they don't always stick to the same schedule or they're not always planned out, you know, six months in advance. So just keep an eye out. But if you're in South Dakota and can catch a powwow, that is very unique and very cool. Okay. Person. All right. Fantastic. What resources can you provide to our listeners, whether it's a, it's a couple of websites that they should uh, check out and I can put those links in the description. Where, where can people find more information about South Dakota if they're interested? Yes, we have a great website that even internally we use all the time. If Mm. we're looking up, if we just need to know a fact about um, a state park or, you know, what should you do on a summer day? TravelSouthDakota.com has it all from itinerary options to dining options to just some unique history and stories of different places across the state. Our website is incredible. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'll link to that in the description. Sierra, anything else you want to touch on in relation to traveling South Dakota before I let you go? Come see us. Come visit. We have so much outdoor activity to do. Hiking, biking. I mean, it's just a natural way to socially distance when you can visit these state parks that are literally Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. And so if you're looking to get out this summer, but, you know, still aren't feeling like you want to be around crowds, come to South Dakota. Perfect. All right. Sierra Rounds, thank you so much for coming on the Lightning Round podcast. Thanks, Alex.
And that will do it for today's episode of the Lightning Round Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We would also appreciate any and all feedback that you have. You can direct it to our email, which is lightningroundpod with Dan and Al at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at lightningrndpod. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and you'll be hearing from us again very soon. We'll take a trip to South Dakota and blaze through the lonely desert in a shiny new rent-a-car and take pictures of everything we see. that everyone should see whoa 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 cause my perspective is so